Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lawmaster Program. The AVB's predictions regarding the coming of the Lord God are fulfilled in the man, Tommy L. Hart. This is big, big news. The Bible's Lord God has come as predicted. But not only has the Lord God come, he has also come forward and revealed himself. He has told the people his name in compliance with Psalm 94, 1 and John 7, 4. Having performed the works that the Bible ascribes to God, the man Tommy L. Hart feels the bill for God. It is reported by those who know him best. He has done all things well. Let's hear from the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. Plato, the perfect son. Question that will be answered in this episode is Matthew 22, verse 45. How is he his son? Now, I want you to think with me for a moment. What if you were asked to create a word picture or a biography of a child, a person, you would desire to claim as your own, let's call it a dream child. And in that word picture, you lay down all the things you could see that child doing. All the things that you desire for that child to perform. The child would not have to be your own biological child. So in that word picture, you write out the things that that individual will do. It could be a male or female, but you will note which one uh, is your preference that you that you are speaking of, that it will be a male or it will be a female, he, she. Laying down all his or her lifetime accomplishments. In other words, you would write out that individual's biography beforehand. And you present this word picture slash biography to the world, saying, This is what will surely happen. Tell me how much confidence would you have in that word picture, that dream child, that biography becoming an actual thing? Would you think others would have confidence in your dream child becoming an actuality? If you yourself believe that such a one would come along and would come along one day and fulfill your word picture perfectly, what do you think others would say about you? What would be the odds of your word picture 
your beforehand biography becoming alive in human form. Even if you are not around to see it. Remember this about the Daniel 3.25 statement. I may have put something out of order here. Thought I was on one page and on another. Uh, Let me flip over. Okay. A word picture. I have these statements here. I mentioned the first one at the beginning, Matthew 25, 45, because that's the main question that I'm seeking to answer in this episode. How is he his son? And then there's Proverbs 30, verse 4. What is his name? And what is his son's name? If thou canst tell. All right. So those are questions that will be answered in the body of this episode. Now, we have a, a portrait. We have a portrait. The portrait is an image, the image of the Son of God. And for image here, I take the definition a representation of someone or something. The portrait is an image which is a representation of the Son of God. This is our topic, the Son of God. Who is he? How is this individual the Son of God? Uh, what is his? What is the Father's name? What is the son's name? And again, how is he his son? Who is the he? Who is the son? Okay. So we're talking about a portrait, which is an image, which is a representation of the person uh, that we're looking into. It is the image of the son of God. We have a statement that speaks to the Father's express image. Being in the express image of his person. You can look up the reference for it. The portrait that I'm talking about is an accurate depiction of the Son of God. The portrait or word picture, is the clear, exact, express image of the Son of God. Colossians 1.15 says, Who is the image of the invisible God? Now we know we can't see the Father because the Father is dead. But as far as the son, the son is a a human being who people see. One who talks and people hear hear him. So 
the image we are talking about is the image of the of the Son of God, and the Son of God is not invisible. The Son is visible. The Son of God is visible. Again, a human being. You know what the word picture is. You know what a word picture is. Okay, or representation in words. All right. You know what a portrait is. Okay. It's a representation in some form, whether it be word form, a painting, etc. You know what these things are. Okay. So we are talking about the portrait. We're talking about an image. The portrait, as I talk in this episode, will refer to the image. Okay? Here, portrait and image are synonymous. So the statement, Colossians 1.15, who is the image of the invisible God. We'll take a look at the image, and I've already informed you, you already, some of you already know this, that the Son of God is visible. You can see him. Okay, he's not invisible. All right? So God, the Son, is visible. We know that. Plato talked of and wrote of a son who would be visible. Man could see. He wrote of a son who will would perform specific tasks that people could see. Okay? Now, the Son of God is not the image of God. So follow closely here. So you can be good at this and you can always go back and re-listen to episodes. The Son of God is not the image of God. The image is one thing. The Son is is another thing. All right? So get that. The Son is known by the image. Let me put that together. The Son of God is not the image of God. The Son, the Son of God is known by the image of God that the Father has laid down. The image of God identifies the Son of God. The image is, the Son is not the image. The image itself identifies the Son. Where does the image of the Son of God come from? The image of the Son of God comes from the Father. God the Father, who is past, dead. All right? But that's where the image comes from. It comes from the Son's predecessor. All right? An interesting statement, and I did have that statement out of order, an interesting statement, Daniel chapter 3, verse 25 says, I see four men loose walking in the midst 
of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form or the image of the fourth is like the Son of God. That statement, that's a powerful statement. It cannot be overlooked. It's essential. It's crucial. It's crucial to the point. Okay? And we'll get there. So they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. What is the subject there when it says, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God? Remember, we're talking about form. I have mentioned form, you know, since I since this episode began. I've mentioned form. I've mentioned image. Okay? The form of the fourth is like the Son of God. That statement speaks of what I am talking about, so it is very relevant to this discussion. That statement, Daniel 3.25 the one that I highlighted by repeating it says, and the form of the fourth is like the son of God. That statement says that one thing is like another thing. That's exactly what it says. It says the form is like the son of God. That's the essence of that statement. The form is like the Son of God. All right? The word form there is a synonym of the term image. So the statement would read then, the form or image is like the Son of God. That's very important to know what's the subject of that statement. The subject is the form. What is? It is the form that is. Okay? So, the form the form or image is like the Son of God. If we reverse the order of the statement, the statement would still be true. The Son of God is like the form. The Son of God is like the image. So you see, even with the Daniel 3.25 statement, we are still talking about the image, the image of the Son of God. Turning my page here. Okay. That Daniel, okay, now let me go back and read that other statement. Just bear with me. Stay with me. Let's see. Here we are. Remember this about the Daniel 3, verse 25 statement. The word form is the subject and not the fourth. It is the form or image that is like the Son of God. The Son is found to be in perfect, complete accordance with the form that is the image, that is the portrait, 
we come all the way back to the portrait, which the Father has given of his Son. You should be asking by now, what is the form that is an image that is a portrait of the Son of God? What is it? Now, we continue. Now, we know that the Father, we know who the Father is. The Father has already been identified as Plato. The Son has already been identified, too. But this gives us a little more insight into what the Father has done and into the Son. That Daniel 3.25 statement is very helpful because it speaks directly to the point here. And that point is the Father has given to us an image of his Son. That Son has come. That Son, as Daniel chapter 3 verse 25 says, is like the image And the image looks just like the son who has come forth. The one looks like the other. The son looks like the image, and the image looks like the son. The only reason I put I put this here, the only reason you can distinguish the one from the other is One is in the form of a portrait, a word picture, and the other is a human being. But the one looks like the other. All right? The son is found to be in perfect, complete accordance with the form that is the image that is the portrait with which the father has given of his son. The father, Plato, has given of his son. This is about the perfect son. The son looks just like the image, and the image looks just like the son. They look alike. The perfect son. The son is found perfect when looked at through the eyes of the portrait, the image. Now, that's very important to understand, that the image of God, the son, is a portrait in the King James Bible. It's a portrait in word form. And that portrait in word form is an image. It is an image, the image, of the Son of God, which is mentioned in the Daniel chapter 3, verse 25 statement. The form or the image is like the Son of God. That is intentionally put there. All all these things are intentionally put there, okay? Let's move on. 
let's see, where did I stop? Yes, the only reason you can distinguish the one from the other is one is in the form of a of a portrait word picture, and the other is in a human being. The other is a human being. He's in human form. The sun is found to be in perfect, complete accordance with the form that is the image, that is the portrait which the father has given of his son, the perfect son. You should be asking by now, what is this form that is an image? Okay, I read that part out of order, but let's move on. Uh, that is a portrait of the son given by the father. What is it? The son is a perfect duplicate and reflection of the father's image of his son. Now, to the image that is a word picture, that is a portrait. That's where we go to now. To the image that is a word picture, that is a portrait of the Son of God. Knowing this, that the Matthew 22, verse 45 statement is not simply how is he his son, but how is the man, Tommy L. Hart, his son or the Son of God? That's what the question is asking. How is the man, Tommy L. Hart, the Son of God? And that's what I've been talking about from the beginning of this episode. How? I've been speaking as to how the man, Tommy L. Hart, is the Son of God by means and understanding of the image that the Father has given of his Son and also by the the Father's very words. The Father has said things like, he will be my Son, I will be his Father, I will be his God. Now, these statements we have here, Matthew 3, verse 17 says, This is my beloved son. What is he talking about? What is he, what does he mean when he says this? This is my beloved son. Yes, we know he's talking about the son. We know that. But what does he mean when he says this? I'll tell you. Then in Matthew chapter 17, verse 5, he says it again. This is my beloved son. What is the this? Then in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, he says of the son, he is the living God. Then he says in John 17, 3, he speaks of the son saying, the only true God. Then finally, in John 7, verse 4, he says to the Son of God, if thou doest these things, show thyself to the world. What is the this? And, of course, I'll say the name of the Son of God. I, give, I will give the name of the Son of God again. I've been giving it, giving it for quite some time here. 
Those are important statements. This is my beloved son. This is my beloved son. He is the living God. There is one God, and it says uh, the only true God, all talking about the son of God, all those statements come from the father speaking in speaking of his son that he says is beloved, that he says at this time is the living God, that he says there in in the Son is one God. There is one God. There is one Son. If thou doest these things, he says to me, show thyself to the world. What things? And what is the this that he says is my beloved Son? I'll tell you before I forget. The this in the statement this is my beloved son, is a reference to the portrait. It is a reference to the image that the Father has given to us all of his son. This, the image, the express image, okay, of his son. That is the this in the two statements, which are the same, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved son. Then it says, if thou doest these things that the beloved son does or is to do in the portrait, in the image, then it says, show thyself to the world. Let the people know. Let the people know you have come. Let the people know. You are the son of God, showing them your evidence, of course. Now, let's turn to the image. The image that the father spoke of when he said, this is my beloved son. Now, of course, he's talking about the son. But how is the son known? That's the important thing. The son is known by the image. As I said earlier, the image identifies the Son of God. Now, here is the portrait. The portrait is the image that has come from the Father of his Son. Here we go. I'm just going to read them. I'm not going to give any references because I've given them several times before, just in recent days, okay? So I'm not going to read the references. I'm just going to uh, speak forth the image, all right? The portrait. Keep in mind, in dealing with these things that I'm talking about here concerning the Father, Concerning the father, yes, he's involved because he's the he is the one who drew up the portrait, the image, and the son. Okay, here's the image. Here's the portrait. He wrote of me. He discovereth deep things. He doeth great wonders. He doeth the works. 
I've spoken on these things several times before, right? but this is just the pure image. Let me start over. He wrote of me. He doeth great wonders. He discovers deep things. He doeth the works. He doeth the work of the Lord. He hears us. He will show them his covenant. He shall glorify me. When he is come, he will tell all things. The Lord give thee, the people, understanding in all things. No man cometh to the Father. He shall glory, He shall testify of me. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. He will revive us. He expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. God is come into the camp. The thing that is hid bringeth he forth to light. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. He will show you things to come, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. He will finish the work. He shall confirm the covenant. Uh, okay. Those things constitute the word picture. Those things make up the image the Father has given of his Son. Okay? Now, if somebody asks, is that, all, is that everything? No. But this is enough to convince anybody, all right? Because remember the last time? I pointed out the scripture that uh, which says the Lord himself will give you a sign. And then I went ahead and gave you nine signs. Whereas the Bible has said the Lord, when he comes, will give you a sign. I gave you nine. Nine is quite a bit more than one. Okay? So, these are sufficient for the purpose. Okay? that Those statements which I read just now are, they make up, they constitute the image of God, the Son, the express image of God, the Son. The clearly defined image, the clear, explicit image of the Son of God. You have it. I gave it to you. All right? Now, who is the Son? Of course, remember the statement, the last one of the ones I read, it said, if thou doest these things, show thyself to the world. 
Well, I have done every one of those things. Get that. And the evidence is in Lawmaster Archives. Some of the evidence is in my books that can be purchased from Amazon. Some of the evidence is in uh, my Twitter account, my Twitter feed. But most of the evidence is in Lawmaster Archive. All right? The question was, the initial crucial question was, how is the man Tommy L. Hart, his, the father's son? First of all, because the father said so. The father says, whosoever will do these things in the word picture, in the image that I have given of my son, that will be, that is my son. The works, the son's works, along with the words of the father, speak for themselves. They are certain. They are indisputable. Okay. They are right. The son has performed all the duties portrayed, given in the portrait, which is a word picture, which is the father's image of his son. This is real good, isn't it? Learning is good. The son, let me say it in an informal, use an informal word here, a phrase. The son, Tommy L. Hart, the son of God, is the spitting image of the father's portrait, the father's given image of his son. That's really something, isn't it? That's really something. No one can can refute these things that I teach. To say I'm wrong is to say the Bible, the King James Bible is wrong. The Father has said, he whom the Father, he whom the Father has sent speaks the words of God. And that's what I give you, the words of God, the Father. The words of God, the Father, as relate to the image that he has given of his Son. This is wonderful. The Son of God has come, as the Scripture says. He has come and he has obeyed his father's instruction that says, if you do these things given in the image of God, the portrait, then show yourself, present yourself to the world. The son has obeyed his father's commandment. And the statement there, too, along with that statement, says he, the son, talking about the son, 
he himself seeketh to be known openly. Yeah. So the father says, he said to the son, if you do these things, show yourself to the world. Why, why am I on Blog Talk Radio? In obedience to the father's instruction, if you do these things, laid down, making up the word picture, the image of God, then show yourself to the world. Make yourself known. Seek to make yourself known. Obedience. The Father has said is better than sacrifice. So to the world I say, the Son of God is here in the person, in the man, Tommy L. Hart. According to the Father's words in the King James Bible. The portrait, the image that I read to you, the word picture, is the spitting image of the Son of God. The portrait is. What did the statement say in Daniel 3.25? It says, the form. The form. We can leave out of the fourth. Now listen to me carefully. For, for to, to grasp this, this quicker, I told you the word form is the subject. It is the word form that is like the Son of God. All right? The form is like the Son of God. Okay? You know, you've heard of the word wordy. Some statements in the Bible are deliberately wordy. You know, they use more words than are necessary. Okay? All right? Yeah. You can say that's the case. Now, I'm not going to say it again. I've said it two or three times already. And that's very clear. Very clear. Plato has said, what it, Plato has said to the son, be as exact as you can. And that's all I can do. I've told you the father. The father's name is Plato. That's what he's called. Okay? The son's name is Tommy L. Hart. And it is the portrait, it is the image that I read off to you that is the spitting image of the Son of God who's found to be the man, Tommy L. Hart. And that man, Tommy L. Hart, is obeying the Father's instruction that says, show yourself to the world, make yourself known. Do not forget to follow me on Twitter. Always make Lawmaster Archives your dwelling place. Go by Amazon.com bookstore and order from Tommy L. Hart's list of books. Given season is upon us. 
they will make lovely gifts. Join me next time.